Hey, hey y'all. It's Lace. It's Catherine. And, and this, this is Cheaty's Podcast. That's my wife, you asshole. This relationship is listeners we hope y'all had a good weekend we are recording this before the weekend uh and at this point we just want to thank you for participating in the giveaways last week dollar dollar bills y'all take me to tulum mexico okay but if they listen to cliff's interview they know that tulum was the it was the place of the crime it was the scene of the crime I didn't realize that Tulum was the place yes. that he was talking about. Yes. Um, it was so funny, though, because you okay. posted. Clearly, on- it's a place of, of love and passion. Yeah, clearly. Clearly, it's a good place to go for love and passion. Uh, uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, and I, I should I uh, should confirm this is Catherine who's talking. Oh, yes. Sorry. This, gr- this raspy ghost that we have in the studio <laughs> is for sure Catherine. <laughs> Um, I, I can see her, so I know it's her. The the uh, nights of camping in Alaska caught up to me, and I uh, I got I got Mama got a lot of mucus, but no COVID. I got tested, and I'm negative. Um, but I am giving you a cold right now, Lace. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I'm pretty scared of what I'm about to catch from you. It's okay, you sure. lose a lot of weight. Oh, oh, well, give me all of it. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, <sighs> spit them droplets. Okay, 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 okay. I'll make sure spit some out. I'll make sure to spit laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so you are, you're feeling fine though, right? Yeah, I'm fine. I just sound like. I think it's laryngitis. We just like. I just sound like I've had it. Yeah. I've fucking had it. I've, I, you know what though? I have had it. I, I decided I took a nanny job uh, this week, all week, just because it was like one off, like right before the kids go to school. And I forgot how much I. Hated kids. Hate kids. But you said you like these kids. Like, no, that's I. I do like these kids, and these kids are great kids. And you liked your last kids. I do like kids. But the idea of like just how children act, and they're just little jerks. Do the and they. This is the thing that they do that. This like the first five times you're with a baby, you don't notice it, and you think that they're cute, and then after you've been around a baby for a while, they do this thing where. Like they'll look at you in the eyes, <laughs> and they're like on the floor, and and you've given them, you've given them everything, <laughs> everything you have. You've given them your soul, your soul. Okay, and then and they're on the floor, and they're looking you in the eyes, and you're looking them them in the eyes, and it gets silent for yeah. a moment, and then they go. Eh. <laughs> And it's not, it's not a, it's not like a cry. It's not sad or happy. It's just like a, like. It's needy. It's just, it's like, yeah. And I, I, that, that at like 3 p.m. on a Thursday, that, eh, that's Guantanamo Bay. It is absolutely (laughs) the most torturous sound you've ever, and you, you're looking at them like, what more do you want? And I don't even know. I think they're just like, oh my God, I. Yeah. I haven't annoyed anybody in so long. I need to make a noise. Guan Toddler Bay. Sorry, Guan that's toddler just Bay. Gone, gone, 
Guan Toddler Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's I feel like that's exactly what nannying should be called. Oh, and is doing a shift at Guan Toddler Bay. Guan, Guan Toddler Bay. But guess what? <laughs> Dude, I was coming here. I was all flustered and I've been working all week and I I've missed I really missed this feeling of being miserable. <laughs> I've well, been like so zen because I've had so much time well, lately. Catherine, that is a huge chunk of your personality. I know. And I'm, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've been texting you with like shitty stuff, but I've been like, but I'm loving it. But I love it. I think I love being miserable because this is, yeah. and like, because today my dinner was a, a family reunion serving of Parmesan fries. <laughs> And like what I haven't worked out, and I don't have a voice. And real I'm, quick, I'm loving being miserable. What I, what family reunions are you going to where you get Parmesan fries? First no, of all, I got them from Farm Burger, uh, but they gave it to you like in a tray, like in a they ju- catering I, tray. I, it was four dollars of. I just wanted like fries on the side of my sa- um uh, my salad, and I and I uh, I just picked up this bag. It was a big bag. I threw it in my car, and I get back to to rush over here, and I my fingers are just going into the fries, and they keep going into the fries, and keep going into the fries. And I look down into the bag, and I'm not it feed. It would feed a, a giant Catholic family. family <laughs> like I was, I was almost like I was kind of offended. I was like, "Why would you give me this many fries?" Like the fact, you know how I eat. I didn't finish yeah. those fries. That's but, a shocker. That's a lot of fries. But I, you will later, though. Yeah, and I'm beating myself up about it, and I love it. I've missed beating myself up about stuff. I've had so much time to cook healthy and work out, and this week I haven't. And You needed to get back to what you I know. truly are about, which is bitching about things and being I know, exhausted. I missed it. Yeah. Because the thing is, when you're so busy, uh, you perfection is not obtainable, so then no. you can just – like I have a, sh- a Zoom show on Friday that I, I have a new bit that I haven't really worked out at all. So it's going to be horrible and half-assed. And I love that. Doesn't it feel good? Because I'm like, I've had no time to work on this. <laughs> and so I just love it. And I also, when I was coming down here, I something happened and I realized that there's a feeling that I've I've truly missed. Yeah. I've missed hating my friends for getting something that I wanted. Oh, that's my favorite pastime. I know, I know, and I and it literally that's the only reason I stay on Instagram. I and I I did I know, and it it just it hit me again for the first time in months today, and um, it feels like I'm back to me. Good, I'm yeah. proud. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got a lot of people go to therapy to uh, to like get rid of their jealousy, but I'm like lean into it. Lean in. Jealousy yeah. will fill you. It really well. What it'll do is it'll fill you. It'll fuel you. It'll fuel you, fuel you, fuel you, yeah, fuel you, yeah. Oh, I can't say it now. You gave me whatever your disease is, where you can't say words correctly. Uh, okay, at this time, I think uh, I'm glad you're back to yourself. Thank you. So it much. sucks that you sound uh, like right before we started the podcast, we said that I wasn't going to talk at all. Yeah, we were going to talk. I was like, I'll try to talk as much as possible, and you're like, Well, that's on brand, and I'm like, You're a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so miserable now, and I'm so happy about it. I did not I wonder why you don't have a voice right now. It's such a shocker. So, uh, yeah, you were going to try to rest that voice. We've got you some tea. 
let's hope that works out because we've got an interview coming up. Catherine, we're about to call somebody. Okay, we're going to call somebody. And uh, and they left us a voicemail that we played for you guys earlier. Um, we're, we're, we're on the same international theme. That's right. Because our last interviewer last Monday told us about an international cheating scandal. And this one involves some international parts, some moving parts as well. And uh, so we're super excited. And yeah, they left us a voicemail. You heard it on the mini. And at this time, you're about to hear our new disclaimer. And then you're going to hear that call. You ready? Let's get juicy. It's a nasty tagline. Hey, listener, you're about to hear a really juicy cheating story. Names and locations may have been changed to protect the guilty. We're not licensed therapists or lawyers. Hell, we barely have a driver's license. We're just two broke comedians who've been through some shit. And this alleged story is one-sided. If you know another side, please call our emergency redemption hotline at 888-STABBY-8. And yes, that is a real number. Now sit back, relax, and pour yourself a bowl of cheaties. Cheated? Let us know so you can go home and enjoy the rest of your summer. Hello? Is this Sophia? Yes, it is. Okay. Hi, Sophia. Well, this is Lace and Catherine. Can you hear both of us? Catherine, talk. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear both of you very well. Oh, fantastic. We can hear you beautifully. Okay, good. So we had played a portion of your voicemail for our listeners on the last episode. Um, So really, we just want to kind of start from the beginning. Like, tell us how this relationship went down, where you were, where you met them, all that good jazz. Who you were in the moment. Yeah. (laughs) Take take us back. Oh, God. It was a long time. It's about six years ago. And I was living in Jerusalem and Israel. Ooh. Okay. So fancy. Um, <laughs> I had a bad shroom trip and I decided to move to Israel. Um, <laughs> okay. I didn't want to lose my soul. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. Anyway, I moved to Israel <laughs> yeah, and a year sure. later my father passed away. Mm. And, um, but I loved Israel and I really wanted to stay there. So um, I, I came home and I, I buried my father, and then I went back to Israel, and uh, uh, I was, like, doing these open mic nights at uh, this metal bar sure. in Jerusalem mm-hmm. called The Blaze. Okay. Wait, and, uh, question for um, music, right? Yeah, like DJing yeah, or, like... singing. Oh, singing. singing. Cool. Okay, okay. I was doing... I was singing, which is funny, because... <laughs> I don't, this doesn't pertain to the story really, but, uh, you know, here in America, I'm known as like a filmmaker. Right. Uh, yeah. I do goofo productions and I do safari pictures, but in Israel, uh, they know me as a singer, which is really weird because here in America, nobody would ever think that I, I sang yeah. at all. What I'm hearing so far is that you're cooler than both Catherine and I combined, and then then we will ever be. No, seriously. I saw the pictures of uh, Catherine's trip to Alaska. I'm not. I'm not stalking. I just saw them, and uh, they were uh, they were magnificent. 
So, yeah, yeah, but but that's really, happened to Alaska. That's yeah, no Jerusalem. Though. That's just being dumb. Yeah, like, that's just being like, sure, I'll go sit closer there. <laughs> yeah, that's just her no getting talent. That's her getting jizzed on by a salmon. Yeah, and... well, that part takes talent. <laughs> yeah, that does. That does take talent. That's true. All right. <laughs> well, so uh, the salmon. I'm just imagining Catherine and the salmon. Uh, uh, so you mean you mean Bay? Yeah, her and her Bay. Oh my god. Um, a bear suit. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> like uh, so I was doing uh, this open mic night stuff uh, at this bar, and I had been there a few times, and there was like my place to go and you know smoke and relax and chill and uh, be with the locals. And this cat came in, and he was a good-looking cat. I'm, I'm already loving the fact that you use the term cat, like we're in the yes. 1960s. He is a cat. His, one of his best friends told me after all this went down, he was like, he, he is just a cat. He'll be fine. He'll land on his feet. So He'll land on his feet. I love it. So you were dating, is it Binksy from Hocus Pocus? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I honestly jealous of you. It, 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 that was the first animal crush I ever had. Yeah, first animal crush. Even for as sure. a cat, he was like pretty hot. He's like pretty. a sexy, like a really sexy black Egyptian cat. Yes, yes. Know, with like maybe some, uh, I don't know, like uh, orange amber eyes, kind of. Ooh, sign me up. I'm slipping out of my chair. Right, that's what I was saying. And I was sitting smoking a cigarette, and my dad had just passed me. And uh, I was alone in Israel, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't know, it was like a challenge, I guess, in a sure. way, when you look at it, like, yeah. hot-ass Israeli exotic guy, and all the girls at the bar like him, and I'm not that, I'm not, I might not be the, his type, but I can chase him, you know, that lioness, yeah. like, feeling, I, love it. I yes. want some passionate relief yeah. from the grief. Yes. For sure. Yes. You got a void to feel and you're, yeah. 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 And, and I, uh, so I approached him and, um, we, I told him, uh, like we just started talking and he know English because his mother is from Boston hmm. and his father's Israeli. And it was kind of interesting because my dad's um, uh, from Columbus, Georgia and my mom is from Israel. So we had that dynamic yeah, and I told him about my dad, and like he started crying, and I started crying, and so we connected. We really connected, oh, and yeah. uh, and it was great. It was fun, and then that's so real quick, I want to when uh, magic turns. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. As soon as there's something, no, I want to. I want to just ask a real dumb American question. Do most people in Israel speak English, or is that is that not the case? You know what? A lot of people do. Okay. Yes, they do speak many different languages. Of course, uh, because everyone's Hebrew better. is the, the, like, the main you know, conversation language, but there's a lot of people from uh, many different countries that are like immigrated to Israel, and their first language is not Hebrew. Sometimes it's like Spanish or uh, German or Russian, uh, so... Okay. Uh, or English, and a lot of most people are taught English in school. Yeah. Uh, there and also Arabic, but mainly Hebrew. Wow. Gotcha. So everyone's better than they're English. better than us. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes, that's what I'm getting. Which was interesting because like he had a whole other, it was like a whole other life and personality in Hebrew. Um, and like I knew this person who was like English, it was like his, like his English side. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, we had a, we had a very uh, he was a, he's an Aries. I'm a Cancer. Mm-hmm. Fire, water, steamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that sounds like some good sex. That's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, because that a good sex makes you stupid. Okay. <laughs> but it makes you stupid. It makes you think stupidly because what well what happened was so we started dating and he kind of ghosted me after but then he wasn't and then he was and then I was like super enamored and I really wanted to have a relationship with him because we really connected and all this blah and so uh you know I looked on Facebook and I saw his some pictures of him in a suit and holding hands with a a woman who was in a wedding dress. <laughs> okay, hold tight. Whoa. We gotta wait a second. So, how long were y'all doing the, you know, the hooking up thing? The fire and the ice. Yeah. How long was that going on, and no. how serious was that? For a few weeks. Okay. okay. A few weeks. I would say like at least four weeks or something. Okay. Okay. He wow. got me a job. He got me this up like black market like under the table job uh cleaning houses okay and um there's a there's a black market for cleaning houses it's kind of yeah like you don't have to well maybe we shouldn't talk about it okay but but call me you know like you don't have to you know report Sure. How much you're paying your employees or whatever. Yeah, you get, you get under the table. Uh, yeah, lots of jobs like that. It's so funny. It's like not a drug deal. It's just work deal. It's like you go and meet in an alleyway. Yeah. And he hands you the money and he's like, "Okay, here's fifty dollars or whatever." Yeah. Go all the way out to in somewhere in the middle of the desert and clean this random mansion. What? Okay, so this sounds exactly like uh, my stand-up comedy career. So. A, <laughs> A dude meets you in an alley. Uh, they hand you some money. You, you hope that you hope. Say anything much? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. When you get to the building, don't talk to the people up front. Go to a dark room in the in back. The back. Yeah. And, and there'll be somebody yeah, waiting for you. It's the green room, but it's yeah, not yeah. actually green. Yeah. It's probably it, like a puke yellow. Usually. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this sounds, <laughs> I'm familiar, I'm trying to say. I'm very familiar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. Dude, so you're just cleaning desert homes. <laughs> just desert mansions. What? I'm getting some like exotic sex. Amazing, yeah. Amazing sex and... And great conversation, too. Okay, so, so, so this sounds he, like a pretty killer month, right? Super hot dude. Well, no, because he was go- ghosting also, and he okay. was being aloof and uh, mysterious and not being upfront. And I found these pictures, and at first I was like, okay, maybe this is a bar mitzvah. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like my brain really didn't want to register the truth at that moment. Like, it yeah. was like, maybe this is his sister, and he's just has pictures of him in a suit and <laughs> with a wedding. Like, maybe, I, I don't know. Like, I had no idea. And and basically, when I confronted him, he, he okay, so he had gotten divorced, and he had uh, a previous marriage and a child as well that he didn't see. Oh. Uh, because... 
some because the legal system is very not they're not very uh, they're not very equal with the with the the fathers there. They don't, they don't really sympathize much with the fathers when it comes to, you know, alimony and custody. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. So he got in this weird situation, um, but he didn't, he wasn't upfront about it. So I kind of like had to find out through Facebook. A lot of crazy stuff I've had to find out, like pinnacle moments in my life I've found out through Facebook. I, I, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so. Then he got into a fight with his father, oh. and he was really distraught. And he didn't have, and he like was living with his parents, and he didn't want to uh, live with them anymore. And like they, his dad had kicked him out or something like that. And he was really distraught and crying. And uh, you know, like this type of emotional. Where, like, when you're feeling sad about something else and then you make other people feel like shit. Yeah. To try and get them away from you. Yeah. This is, but also that you don't want them to leave, right, because you don't want to be alone. So this is the, the kind of vibe that I was picking up yeah. from him. Because he, he had called me and he was, like, asked, he asked me to meet with him. And he was in, just in distress. And, and this is after and you... I felt sorry for him. Yeah, but this is after you found photos of him with this other woman online and everything, yeah. right? Had you confronted well, was, him about that? Yeah, I had confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. That confirmed. that was the woman he was divorced from and right. had a child with. Right. Right. Okay, <sighs> got it. Okay. And now he's in a bad spot. But he didn't really yeah. co- he wasn't upfront about it with me. I had to find it. Sure. You know, because Masad. Like sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's how you have to do. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's we've been there. Yes, we're familiar. <laughs> so, oh, it gets even more spy, spy okay. epic, whatever. So, anyway, oh, where was I? So, so yeah, his dad. He had gotten in a fight with his dad. We're, we're yeah. in a parking lot somewhere in Jerusalem. He's crying. He's telling me that he, you know, fuck everybody and fuck the world, and I'm just gonna live on the streets and whatever. And so it's. Just in that moment, it occurred to me, you know, like, let's just move in together. <laughs> wow. Because Dude, Sophia. I was living in, That's well, because we were still, we, we were still in a relationship and he, and I, but I was living with my friend and, um, that situation was like, it was, was kind of like a hoarder place. It was just kind of like a hoarder apartment and I just didn't want to, it wasn't, anyway, so that was, hey, the, was like a good moment of like, okay, hey, let's take this relationship to the next level. Yeah, <laughs> let yeah. me tell you, did uh, also moved in with somebody. I mean, we we've been getting to know each other for three weeks, so uh, it was a good time to move in together. <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah. So I ended up. I needed to find an apartment for us. Right, because you couldn't live with that roommate because there was a hoarder situation. Right. And the, well, it was a hoarder situation, but the reason why I ended up not not being able to leave, live with the roommate anymore is because he and I got in a fight over this chick that I thought was trying to – he was my friend, and I thought this chick was trying to manipulate him, and he got upset. And Anyway, he threw a peanut butter Cheeto at my face, and we ended up having a huge fight, so I needed to move out. I have so so many questions, but one starts with, there's such thing as a peanut butter Cheeto, number one. Uh, It's called Bamba. 
It's okay. delicious. All right. And it's the reason why oh, there's not a lot of peanut allergies with children in Israel. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Okay. It, it's, it's really delicious. I'll bring you guys some. Please. Thank you. We nice would, see you. Yeah, we're going to need some. Yes, Thank you. For sure. Put some bamba in my bamba. Um, <laughs> put some bamba in your stomach and ex- experience a new kind of cool. Yeah, yes. I'm ready. Um, I'm, ready. I'm, I'm about ready. to. So, yeah. yeah. So, friend and I uh, that I was living with, we had a falling out at that time. And guy that I was banging was having a hard time too so I was like let's put our hard times together and make some good times because <laughs> that's, that's how that's how in my stupid naive mm-hmm. mind yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I ended up having to find us a place and I found at first I found this crazy place where there was like two guy roommates and one his name was Ronnie and he was like the boss of the house and then there's the other guy who you never saw him he was like the D&D guy like, like playing anime like you know yeah. having anime friends like that guy like you just never saw him I think I only saw him one time yeah and uh it was like a small ass tiny three-bedroom apartment and Ronnie was super nosy and he was like uh so are you gonna have anybody living with you and I was like yeah I have a boyfriend and we're just you know we're staying here temporarily till we find a bigger place He's like, okay. He, Ronnie did not like my pussy cat. And the cat, the cat that I brought. Right. He didn't like my cat. Okay. And, right. Um, he was allergic. He was allergic to your was, cat. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people turned out to be allergic to my cat. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay. We were living in this tiny, tiny room, and I was a preschool teacher. Um, and I got a job as a preschool teacher through my friend who is now a strip pool, uh, like aerial dancer. Wow. She got me this job as a preschool teacher. Okay. Question. Is this the black market preschool? Uh, no, this is not a legitimate preschool. This is like a very nice preschool. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it was like through the municipality. It was a a good uh, school. It was really pretty. And I enjoyed working there. And it was like one of my only releases during the day because he was getting this, he was starting to get this like bad fucking attitude. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's a man, he can't provide, he's not providing, he's depressed, he's too lazy to get a job, I'm having to foot the bill, he's still depressed, he doesn't know how to fix it, he doesn't know how to change it. And, mm-hmm. and like it festers and it builds into like anger and just exploding about stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, cause the ego, the and ego then, takes over. The ego is getting the best of him. Yep. Right. Yep. And so then like the first red flag, uh, 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 first red flag was when I woke up one day and he wasn't there and I looked in my wallet and my debit card was gone. And uh, he hadn't, like, left a note or anything or tried to wake me up or anything to tell me that he was leaving. And so I called him on the phone, and he answered right away, and he told me that he had gone to the store. And he didn't have any money because he didn't have a job. So I was like, okay, well, where's my debit card? And he said that he had taken it to go and buy us some stuff for uh, the weekend because the stores and stuff closed in, um, in Jerusalem. They close for Shabbat, like on Friday night. So right. those stores are really open. Ah, okay. Yeah. So he had gone to the store, and I kind of got upset. Like, I wasn't so upset. 
but I got upset with him because he could have woken me up and told me that he's going to the store so I wouldn't wake up and worry and also that he needed my card. Like, I would have totally given it to him. It, it's just that it felt weird, you know? Yeah. 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 No, that's just a huge red flag. That's and I was paying the rent. I was paying the rent. And so, like, he really uh, took my... He didn't, like, try to console me first, try to, like, calm me down. He was just, like, immediately jumped into... Uh, really just like rage and being being really mad that I was upset that I didn't trust him I guess (laughs) yeah but he's giving you reason to not trust him you don't take someone's card without asking them you're not a married couple that's not something you can just tell them later that day oh by the way I grabbed your card I mean no that's that's not that level of you know intimacy in that relationship yet so yeah and, and uh, you know, I, I talked to him about, uh, well, I, I tried to talk to him about it, and he, he just kind of, like, took it in the, wrong, in the wrong direction, and it turned into, like, violence, and then, mm. like, slap across the face, mm. and then I, I slap him across the face, and then, like, just, you know, it turned into violence. Damn. So, wow. That oh, was no. the first red flag, and I kicked, I tried to kick him out. Yeah. But then he pulled the Romeo thing, like... And he was also super, and I was so still super enamored with him physically. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because, and, like, also still going through my depression and my grief uh, yeah. process and, like, not wanting to be alone. Yeah. And, uh, like, also not being a quitter. Like, I don't, like sure. if I start something, I want to see through and, and, like, maybe, you know, just, like forgiveness and blah 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 but oh i feel at that the same time, i feel it so hard yeah do, do i you, like let it slide would you say I that you him. were in love with him most definitely okay. yeah and i wanted to forgive him and i wanted to uh pretend like um you know it was normal Sure. Uh, sometimes it happens, or that I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, I, I, once somebody slaps me, I slap them back. Yeah. But at the same time, like I don't want to have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just no. like weird things start coming up, and so it turned this dark way, and then it became strange, and then like um, just things uh, like about my body, it, bringing up that I can lose weight and. And, and like saying, uh, mm. you know, I know that you want to, and I know that you can, and just like, I don't know. And in a way, mm-hmm. it's like true. It's like, yeah, I want to be by myself, but also I don't want to hear it from you, motherfucker. Also, yeah. you're, you're also going through, abs- you're going through absolute hell at that time too. I mean, you are dealing with something so huge that the last thing you want to be stressed out about is your fucking skin sack you know like that's the last right. thing to be worried about right yeah and skin sack. also like this whole idea of like i have the hot guy i have the guy that all the girls look at when they walk down the street and i'm not that hot girl gave me this uh, see okay like i i know that i'm beautiful yes but i don't consider myself like that chick that guys are gonna like turn their heads and be like damn look at the titties on that because i'm not the kind of person that is uh, like got my titties out and shit like it's and i'm not saying that you shouldn't but i'm just saying that's not me sure yeah and like 
I had this, you know, and I notice when girls are looking at my man and, mm-hmm. and I notice uh, the look of like that guy is with this girl, mm. you know, and that gave me that insecurity also of like, yeah, you bet your fucking ass. Yeah. Yeah. But he's with you. I mean, that's the thing is like, he was with you. Well, and what's so crazy too, is the people on the outside don't understand what the shit you're dealing with on the inside with. Like they just see this dude mm-hmm. with what pretty eyes or whatever. And they're like, Oh, he's, he's so hot and blah, blah. They have no idea that he slaps you across the face or he, you know, can't. And that's like, it's, it's just, I felt like you being used in a way. And my mom, it was so weird. Like one of my mom, I, we video Skyped my mom. She was still in America. Um, and uh, she saw him. And then, like, later on, like, right after the call, she texted me. And she was like, I do not fucking like this guy. Mm. He, is a, he is an awesome. And you need to get him out of your life immediately. Uh, he's going to ruin your life. And I was like, What? <laughs> no. Yeah, Mama knows. Like, what do you mean? She just could tell. I don't know. Something in his eyes that she saw. That she yeah. Didn't like. What was the word she used to describe him? What was that? He's a what? Um, Arsim, A R S I M. It's like a. Arsim. It's like a. How do you say it? Like a gaudy, like somebody you would consider like just a chump. Oh, a, like a guido, like a, a punk, or a narcissist, like, or a douchebag. Yeah, a, a jersey. Somebody who's just not going to be good. Yeah. And yeah, like a jersey. In <laughs> a my jersey eyes, short. Wasn't. In my eyes, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was like this broken soul that that was beautiful in many different ways but you were wrapped up you were in it yeah Yeah. you were in it though so it's so hard for you to see that but yeah that's a huge sign if someone over skype can realize those things and that shows you you're like literally blinded by you know right and that got me worried and also i had been dealing with him already like and i didn't want to talk about it also like Mm -hmm. i didn't want to talk about it with people at first right but then it started to escalate like we moved into a new apartment because uh, Ronnie could not stand me and him. Like I broke the door because we kept getting into fights. And like uh, you know, I have a Mars and Leo, and my shit gets like if you touch me or fuck with my territory, I will fuck your shit up. I will like fuck everything up. I'll fuck everything up. I'll destroy everything. Mm-hmm. And I and like so when somebody hurts me, I feel the need to defend myself. And I and it can explode and you know, like I broke a window by slamming the door because I was so upset with him because he was just like being super sensitive. Yeah. In a mean way. Mm. Yeah, well you're protecting yourself too. Yeah. Right. But also just showing anger. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, there was a communication thing where I felt like he wasn't listening and that he was just talking, 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 and I wasn't listening to anything that I was going through or dealing with at all. <clears throat> and I'm the one that's fucking the bill for all the bills, all the rent, everything. I'm under super amounts of stress. I'm in a country where I know the language, but, like, it's not my first language. And it's tough for me, and I'm not getting any support even from the person that I'm. Yeah. 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 Would you say too, like uh, that you were, I'm sure you were deep into your grief process. You think you were like looking for something to, um, 
take care of? Yeah. And it was. Yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, because definitely, you know, something to keep them above the mind busy. Yes. Yeah. Because my dad, I don't know. I mean, my dad was like my best friend. My dad was my Mm. best friend. He was like my rock. Yeah. And your dad. I loved my dad. I was very close to him. Yeah. And when he died, it was like a really big shock. Yeah. And um, today's his birthday, actually. Aww, <laughs> and, uh, happy birthday! Happy birthday. birthday! Yeah. I know it's it's weird, but like, so he uh, his passing was it, it it comes in ways I can't explain it. I mean, somebody who knows um, what it's like for a parent to pass away understands that there is just like this thing that happens when you're confronted with death where like things just kind of seem stupid. Like the things that you used to think were uh, important or like mattered are just like fucking dumb. And you feel, you feel almost ashamed that you worried about certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine Catherine went through that. Catherine lost her mom. Yeah. I lost my mom when I was 22. And uh, I'll say, I think, like, I don't know if you felt this way, but, like, it puts um, your life into perspective where you're, like, you know that life can end at any point and you want to do things that you enjoy. And it makes you, like, it makes you so quick to, to dump anything that doesn't bring you pure happiness. Right. And also, like, you look for those ways to... Um, numb the pain mm-hmm. or yeah. just kind of distract you from the reality that you're that you don't have your daddy or your mommy anymore yeah. like mm-hmm. that you're half an orphan that you've yeah. got uh, some responsibility to take care of now like that you have a different perspective on life also yeah. and now you have a pers- pers- different perspective on pe- other people's <laughs> lives too because you know that it's fragile and that it's all going to end at some point so like thank god uh, somebody can came along and gave me some love and gave me some passion yeah like passion right yeah and uh but but i i had i had a history of like chasing the passion and always Mm -hmm. getting really hurt Mm -hmm. in the end because for some reason the passion just doesn't fulfill the trust and the loyalty needs i don't know why for me but like every time i find the right passion it person it's like there's not there's no loyalty there's no like goals here it's just well passion is so fleeting though i feel like like or or, but that type of passion like someone that's just gonna like fuel that fire i mean i don't know of many people or relationships that are you know if they kick off that way, they stay at that level. I mean, that's a little hard. That's a difficult goal to maintain. Um, but yeah, generally like that sort of like fiery, whatever you want to call it. Like it's so it's, it's fleeting. My, my therapist told me that, uh, that the, the quote unquote cloud nine, um, is like a hormone that yeah. your body actually produces when it is attracted to somebody else and your body like physically stops producing that hormone after it's like roughly around three months. So she's like literally like that cloud nine is like a three month period when you're, when your body's like, 
oop, this is my mate. Mm-hmm. I like this is my mate. I like this. And then, and I guess in my mind, I guess you're the human species is like, this is who you're going to mate with. So they're trying to get you to be passionate enough to that you would mate with them and have yep. a baby and then continue the human race. But yep. like, so that is actually like something in your body that's like, sending all these like nerve sin- signals but it there's literally a drop-off period where your body stops saying like let's let's rev it up <laughs> you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah like endorphins and uh, when you're when you yeah exactly like dopamine and and yeah. and um oh god this story is not gonna be able to go for 30 minutes girls it's gonna no. happen <laughs> no it's, it's so your story intense. No, you're oh, yeah, yeah. you're already at thirty minutes. First of all, so yeah, tell us tell us the rest of the story. You can you can wrap it up or keep going. Or are you not, saying or... it's are you saying it's long? It's I guess it is. I mean, it's you guys are definitely bringing up some stuff, and it's, I think it's good. I haven't been able to really uh, uh, talk to a lot of people about it, and um, it, it's like a relief. It, it helps a lot. Hey, that's what we're here for. I, um, <laughs> so basically. Uh, we were living in this new apartment, and I I had gotten this job working for an electronic cigarette company um, at from home, and he needed a job too, and so I hooked him up with this job. So we started working together. Yeah. And um, so now we're working together. We're in this apartment, and it's good. So everything's cool. I thought. And now I'm going to give you a little, like, side note. Like, he had this friend, um, we'll call him the wolf. And the wolf (laughs) was always telling me weird things whenever we would hang out and he'd come over. He'd always say, like, when are you going to break up with this loser? Really? It was his friend? Yeah, this is his best friend, the wolf. He's telling the cat. Uh, He's telling me about the cat. He's telling me. Um, why, why are you with this loser? When are you going to break up with this loser? That's never a good sign. <laughs> no, it's not. And I was like, why is he so ass? The cat, like, why is he always telling me this shit? He's like, yeah, he's just an asshole. Yeah. You know, don't mind him. He's just an asshole. Yeah. And so fast forward. Now, we're, I'm, I was in charge of like buying groceries. Okay, so I bought us steak, mm-hmm. and steak in Israel is not cheap. Don't ask me why. It's just not. <laughs> they, they ain't got no cows going on. <laughs> like it's it's not cheap. Okay, so yeah. when you buy two ribeye steaks in Israel, that's like a pretty good chunk of your of your paycheck. Wow. And I bought them for me and him because I wanted to cook us a good meal. Mm-hmm. and be with him and enjoy well he had other plans and he invited the wolf over mm-hmm. and he wanted me to cook him and the wolf and me steak uh, that, after okay. I had already told him hey listen I want to just like keep this for us and it's ours and you guys are going to go out anyway you're not even letting me come out with you which was another like fucked up like yeah. he always wanted to hang out with his best friend alone. He didn't really want me to come out that much. With but you need to buy the steaks. You need to cook the steaks, feed the guys, and then let them go out and hang out by themselves into the night. And I was like, that no. sounds like we're putting a little chlorophore. Yeah. Some, some bleach okay. inside them snakes. Yeah. I'd be finding some, uh, arsenic. Fuck the wolf and yeah. fuck you. And I'm not going to make the fucking steak. There you go. Yeah. 
for you guys. We're going to yeah. wait. And he just would, like, he just could not believe it. That, like, it was just, ah, just flipped him. Yeah. Okay, and, and yes, still, histories of violence and all this other stuff. And it wasn't a big, it, it didn't phase me at this point, his, sure. his temper tantrums. Okay? Sure. And I didn't really react until uh, he left with the wolf mm-hmm. and then took my card again, wow. motherfucker. Wow. Took my debit card with him out no. um, with the wolf and left me at home alone. Um, and in Israel, you can lock the door from the inside and the outside. If you don't have a key, you can lock yourself in your own apartment. On top of that, I was in the second floor of this uh, apartment building. So, like, if I was, had to jump out... <laughs> I would have broken a leg for sure. Yeah. And uh, he like locked me in the house and took my debit card and went out. Wow. So house. Wow. Um, so I was locked in here and then, and like, uh, he was gone for, I think it was like two and a half days. Wait, what are you saying right now? I thought you were about to say two and a half hours and you just said two and a half days. <sighs> Yeah, it was like did, two and a half days that he left me. And, um, what did, you know, I had the steak, so I wasn't that worried. But I was super <laughs> upset. <laughs> Wait, did you, did you have to go to work? Yeah. How were how you supposed yeah. to go teach your kids? I worked from home, so it wasn't a big deal. But this was on oh. the weekend. This happened on the weekend, so I didn't have to work. Okay. But um, uh, it was horrible, and I was just crying for like 24 hours. And I, like trying to find him, okay? And I didn't have the wolf's number, but I had this, uh, I, I like, I don't, know, I don't remember how I found his other buddy's number that he talked about, because he told me that he was going with the wolf to meet up with some other buddies, some other possum, raccoon friends of his. Yeah. And, I love all uh, the animals. Some other rats. Yeah. Rats. And, love uh, it. Love it. And, uh, freaking, so I like found this rat's number and called and he was like completely beside himself, like upset also at me. He was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I haven't heard from the cat in weeks. Yeah. Wow. And, and like, I don't know, she, I, 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 stop calling me. Wow. And so then I start getting scared and mm. I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? Is there a nine one one something something okay. so bad? And I thought at first I thought like he got upset and then he got drunk and then like something bad happened sure. and maybe he died or like he's hurt and he, and I'm stuck in the fucking apartment now I can't get out. And uh, well, Catherine had oh a great Catherine had a great question. Is there like a nine one one type service over there? Like, could you have called? Yeah, but I didn't want to call the cops. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Because um, I don't know if you guys have read the Facebook post that I posted, but it's like this long story of one of my interactions with the cops in Israel, and so it, it's not that great. So I wasn't <laughs> at this. I wasn't at the. I was like, I don't want to bring the cops. Okay, gotcha. That my landlord sense. already hated me at this point because of all the fights. Sure, sure. Oh God. So anyway. Uh, so after like two and a half days of crying and calling everyone I could think of and ask, I even called his mother and like wow. asking him where he is, 
And say that he's not here, he's not back. She was like, he's going to be back home, don't worry, he's going to be okay. Uh, and um, just thinking the worst things. And then finally, some hour in the night, he came home, he came back. And I just like, oh my God, flipped my shit. I was like, do you know? He, it was almost as if he didn't expect me to be like that. Yeah. You've Which been weird. You've been a prisoner of your own home for almost three days. Yeah. Uh, and, and he took my card. And so another thing that was, uh, I was like checking my card and he had spent like a thousand shekels somewhere. What is that? Is, a, is uh, oh God, like a thousand shekels. I have to check my phone. It's a lot. It's like a couple hundred dollars. Jesus um, Christ. And he spent that in one place? He, he spent that in like two and a half days. And I and he so I opened up the door and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like freaking out, crying and oh, yeah. hysterical. I was hysterical. Oh, of course. And uh, he was like, I went to this uh, rave in the desert with Steve and we didn't have reception and blah gave me this oh, whole story God. and I knew he was mine and I just and I just could I was inconsolable. Inconsolable. Sure. As you should have been. And he like What'd you say? No, I just said, as you should have been. I mean, I, any reasonable person would be inconsolable at that point and furious. Yeah. I was so so mad and just crying uh, uncontrollably because I just knew he was lying and I didn't know how it, he could be so calm. Like, it was just such a weird vibe. And then he, like, brought me to the bed and we laid down in the bed together and I'm crying. And then he was like... Listen, I have to tell you, I want to tell you the truth. I slept with someone. Else. Oh my God. And I, and <sighs> I just flipped. I just like, oh, like, Ooh. I just flipped and I went to the bathroom and like took a knife and tried to cut myself and he like stopped me and so it was just so dramatic. It was oh my, so dramatic. Oh my and, God. And, oh my God. And, 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 and like he was, and I asked him like, God, did you just, Tell me you fucking used a condom, damn it. You know, like, yeah. God, please don't tell me that. And he was like, yes, I, she means nothing. She's nothing. And I just couldn't. It was It was like, it, it felt like my dad had died again. It, oh, that, yeah. that weird feeling of, like, this is tainted. This could never be changed. This should never be uh, turned around. Like, finality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The decisions it, we make. Yeah, I've, I, um, going back to my therapist, because when I went through this recent breakup too, I was like feeling ashamed that I was feeling so depressed about it. Um, but she told me, she was like, when you go through a serious breakup, it feels like a death all over again. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it is the death of something. Yeah. It's I a mean, it a, is. Of the, a, it's somebody you are in love with. It's the death of a relationship. It's poisoning. Yes. It's a, it's a painting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. It was all innocent games and just like before, you know, like even the violence and the emotional outbursts and all this, like I could have forgiven that. And I know that sounds really weird and that, and I've learned that I don't deserve to be hit ever. Yes, you know, good. My father wouldn't want that for me. And, I, God, and that's no. like a respect thing that I've had to learn to my, for myself over time. But like the emotional stuff I can understand. Right. I'm an understanding person. The, things can pressure people into weird uh, emotional 
cages within themselves and they need help and, and, and I'm the kind of person that's compassionate to this. Yeah. But then it's like if you cheat on me and you sleep with someone else, like, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that can't and be I've been undone. Hunting the bill. And I got you a job and we work together. Ugh. And my brother's coming to visit in two weeks. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. What a moron. This guy's a fucking moron. It just yeah, what a yeah. He's a, he sounds like an awful person. Okay, so then what? I'm also more because I was because uh, we spoke and I and I believed him when he said it's nothing. It means nothing. So I I asked him like I just want to know her name. Yeah. And I want to know where she's from. Yeah. And he told me her name is. Uh, what do I want to call this woman? <laughs> the toad. The toad. <laughs> yes. The toad with all of her warts. Yes, a wart, toad warty toad from Canada. Okay. The DJ toad. So just imagine like a frog with like uh, headphones on from Canada, waving a Canadian flag. And all these this frogs is- in the audience just bouncing. And I don't want to bash other girls, but this girl hey, was dumb. You're allowed okay, to bash her. Yeah. Oh to. my god. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Now, so now, like, a week and a half goes by, and I'm expecting my brother to come soon in a couple of days, and he goes off again. He's off. He, he, we get in another fight, because now we're in a house where there's no trust, and so sure. we get into another fight, because he has nowhere to go. He has nowhere to leave. He can't leave the house. I can't kick him out, because he has nowhere to go. He's gotten in a fight with his parents. His parents don't want him at the house. All this shit. It was all red flags that I refused to recognize yeah. because I was so desperately wanting love at a time of really scary. Like when you, when your parent dies, it's like you realize that nobody gives a fuck about you mm. um, as much as your parents will ever, mm. Mm. you know, mm-hmm. like it, it maybe your husband or your wife if you can find a really good partner. But even then, like your parents, just they will always have this ultimate love for you that nobody else can match. Yeah. And it's really daunting. It's like you feel alone a little bit. And you want to find some love to keep you, to yeah. keep you going. Yeah. And, um, and so I was blind. And whatever. He goes off for another day gone. And I was just like, I'm going to find this chick because I know he's with her. Yeah, and his shit is still in the fucking house and I can't believe that he's out with her and I'm still footing his rent and yeah. and I've got his laundry going and like he's out with her so that's, I'm gonna find uh, that's the worst feeling in the whole world this is where Facebook comes in again okay so now thank you daddy's I up go on Facebook <laughs> and he told me daddy's that up. she's a toad and she's from Canada okay okay and um so I look up toad <laughs> uh huh and she's a DJ uh, I, I knew that she was a DJ yeah and um I looked up some Canadian DJs like where are they from mm-hmm. Canada okay or her name is toad and She's from Canada, and oh, she's a DJ, mm-hmm. okay, and she looks like a slutty little toad. Sure. So I was wait, well, sorry, was her was her uh, stage name DJ Lilypad? Ooh, sorry, DJ Lilypad, <laughs> <laughs> DJ Loose Lilypad, 
lily pad, just frogs hopping yeah. on and off her Damn. at all times. But you know them flies be hanging around. They be hanging around them lily pads. What? Well, how? How? Uh, small breasts. Yes, small breasts. <laughs> small bass. So small how? Bass. DJ Swamp Ass. <laughs> DJ Swamp Ass. Well, how did you like her music? Yeah. Did you enjoy oh. the music? Yeah, I was. Did you enjoy the music? I mean, she actually, she was like into that dark, like dark wave techno, and I, I'm, I'm a fan. I can dig Damn. it. I can yeah. dig it. Yeah. But I didn't, I'm not going to, like, fuck her playlist. Sure. No. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so how long was his disappearance at this time that you are finding all of Toad's info on the internet? It was like a week. Oh, my God. It was like, there was a point where he was just, like, not there. Oh, but he man. was coming back, but then he was leaving again. It was just, like, this weird time yeah and it was kind of foggy because i was so upset and still dealing with the shock of it all mm-hmm. oh and after he told and it was like he told me that she was nothing and that he didn't love her and then like he was gone and i couldn't trust him and i just knew that he was with her mm-hmm. so i find her and i find who i think it is and we have a mutual friend and she lives in tel aviv so i was like okay this has got to be her yeah and she's canadian and uh, so I I find the mutual friend, and I message the mutual friend, and I say, hey, um, I really love her playlists, and I'm <laughs> throwing a party, a huge party in Tel Aviv, and I really would love her number. Do you know how I can get in touch with her? Mm. And this dumbass sent me the number. I love this so <laughs> much. So this cold. is so fucking slick. This is so slick. I love it so much. And so I called the number. Oh, yeah, you did. You got and it. she answers the phone, all giddy and happy. She's oh. about to get a gig. She's so Is this a toad. Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and I said, is the cat with you? <laughs> and then she goes quiet, and I hear her whisper in the back. She's like, oh, my God. I think that she And then she was like, and then she comes back on. She's like, "Listen, the cat is with me now, oh, and oh, we're in love. Oh, and you need to get over it." And all this other shit. And I was like, "You better put that motherfucking cat on the phone <laughs> right now, or I am going to fuck your shit up." And remember what I told you: I have Mars and Leo. I ain't lying. I will fuck a bitch's shit up. Cause, cause <laughs> you is a lion, and he's just a pussy cat. Mar- he's just a pussy cat. Okay, and I kept telling her. I was like, he has his laundry here. He needs to pick up his clothes. You need to bring your stupid fucking ass over here and pick up his clothes yeah. and get his ass out of my house if he's going to be with you. You better do it. You better hop your warty swamp ass over to this apartment and get this cat's litter box. And help this cat get his litter out of my house. That's right. Before I, <laughs> before you dump it onto oh the God. street outside. Yeah, he came back. And he, of course, I couldn't get him out of my place for like three weeks. And he was bouncing back and forth between yeah. my house and her house. And in the meantime, so then we had this weird period of like where we've come to the agreement of like, yeah, you're with somebody else. And 
you don't you don't want to be with me, but you are still waiting to move into her place, and so you're going to stay at my place for a minute mm-hmm. or whatever. And my brother came, and I didn't want to like I didn't want they got my my brother and him got into a physical uh, fight because mm. he he got because I didn't want him in my house while my brother was there and he didn't want to go to her house for some reason and it was this weird thing where like he got mad at me and he wouldn't leave and my brother and I had to like barricade ourselves in the apartment for a whole night and he was like lurking outside and trying to figure out where he was going to stay and then so he's literally just like a cat I mean he's literally a stray cat is what you're describing at this point pretty much yeah that won't leave and I've fed him too much and now he thinks that this is home yep 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 and then he can just spray around my house and leave whenever he wants (laughs) yep exactly yeah it's this freaking cat so like <laughs> I let him in because I thought he was going to pick up his stuff and he I let him in and he like slaps me across the face right when uh-uh. I opened the door uh-uh. my brother just flipped his shit and my brother just like slipped my brother was like 17 at the time uh-uh. and he like threw him up the and they just got into a huge fight my brother whooped his ass and then he left and as he was leaving he slapped me again it was just crazy it was just crazy it got really crazy. That's insane. Oh, oh my God. I'm sorry. That, um, the whole violence part, it makes me so uncomfortable. I'm just, I'm, it's so funny because, like, I, oh. I, I don't I, I don't know how people are going to feel about this when they hear about it. But, you know, I still have love for this person. Yeah. I know it's weird. I know it's so stupid and weird. But I still have love for this person. But um, it, it was a really big lesson in my life. Yeah. A really big lesson. Yeah. But the story goes on a little bit because okay. I was still like, now I'm like in this jealousy mode of sure. this guy, this girl thinks that she is hot shit and he's like gonna take all my money. He got me into a huge amount of debt because he convinced me to take out loans Jeez. from the bank because Jeez. we were running low on money and I we, we didn't have a lot of money. So he convinced me to take out loans in my name and I got into a huge amount of debt over there. And he didn't help me at all. He left me with this. He cheated on me. And then he like said that it was because I was neglectful of him, and I didn't, wasn't realizing that he was going through a lot of pain. And I was like, well, I was, and, and like I wasn't giving him enough sexual attention. Oh and my I was like, god! You know, I'm fucking tired, and I'm working all the time, trying to make sure that we have a place to live. And and like you're not recognizing me at all. So why the fuck should I even care? You cheated on me. You know, mm-hmm. but then there's like that passion again, right? Mm-hmm. That's so addictive, mm-hmm. and like the sex is great, and I give amazing blowjobs or whatever the reason was. But yeah. he had this like still lock in uh, with me, and I had a still, I still had this like lock in with him. And don't forget, we still worked at the same company. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now he's living with her, and I'm alone, and I just like go on this self-destructive like path of I'm gonna get him to cheat on her with me and I and I manipulated it into now he's cheating on her with me and so I called her and I told her you are an idiot because you he cheated on me with you and now he's cheating on you with me and you're still with him and you are letting him do this to you. I don't know why I wanted to tell her, but I just was upset and mad. You, you wanted you know? to eliminate 
uh, everybody, any relationship from his life. Yeah. Right. Because I didn't feel like he deserved it. Sure. Yeah. And that's wrong. Maybe that's wrong of me. No, it's not wrong of you. No, 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 this dude is not, I'm sorry. I know you said you still have love for him, but he's not a good person. And he, no, he's not, he's not a good partner at all. No. Uh, And, and like whatever dark crap he has, it, it, it really affected and, and, and it got in the way of having a beautiful relationship because we could have had a beautiful relationship. Sure. Mm-hmm. But clearly he's deeply, deeply, um, uh, hurt from his, hurt. From his wife. Yeah. His wife. Sure. Oh, yeah. But he's got his own, it sounds like he had his own demons that he needed to work out. But yeah, at this point you needed to like, like Catherine said, destroy the other relationships so that, I mean, so he couldn't feel like he got away with it. Mm-hmm. And at this point, and she wouldn't believe me. It was so weird. It was like she was like, "My boyfriend, my boyfriend. He's not cheating on me. He, we're in love. We're in love." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Do you really not realize like what's going on?" He, he was living with me, okay, for a year and a half. She's like, "She's like, people get cheated on. It happens. You need to get over it." And I, I mean, like, you know what? I've been going through a lot of crap. And my father just died. And she was like, my father died too. It, it happens. You know, you need to just get over it. Dude, Canadians are meaner than you think. Yeah, man. They say that they're nice, but she's not on brand for Canada right now. Dude, is that why they kicked her out? <laughs> oh, I, I don't Who knows? But, but, like, I don't know where these creepy crawlies come out from. But... I just couldn't, like, I was thinking in my head, so I I hated her so much. Uh, Because most girls in this situation would be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I cannot believe it. He didn't tell me that he had a girlfriend. I didn't know, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, they would at least have some kind of compassion and, like, help themselves not get stuck in some bullshit. But she was just, like, totally oblivious. And then... I thought to myself, like, what kind of crap did this girl go through that she's getting this punishment now? Because it's a big punishment. Sure. And I delivered a big punishment onto her behind her back. Yeah. And, and, you know, also he, but he was also getting his cake and eating it too. I was letting him because I loved the sex. And I also loved, like, knowing that I could manipulate him back to me. Sure. Well, I mean, um, Sophia, let's let's rewind back to how this relationship started. It literally started because you felt that need to take control and try to get somebody that in your mind you thought you couldn't get to begin with. So you, you wanted that and you literally went right back into that same pattern of I'm going to control this one way or the other. And at this point now, though, you deserved to do that because of all the hell he put you through. But I hate that, that, you know, I feel like maybe I was neglectful, but that still doesn't give you any damn, ju- like, reason to go on. If he really, really cared, he w- uh, in a relationship that you care about, you're going to talk. Right. you got to tell people Communication. That- yes. Communication. Right. Because how am I supposed to know that you feel neglected? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I but I also think like saying you feel neglected is a cop out gaslighting. Oh, it's total gaslighting. Uh, Big time. It's it's like one of the number one things. Totally. When somebody's gaslighting you, they say like, Well, you neglected me, so I had to go do this because yep. you weren't giving me what I needed. It was your fault. Mm-hmm. So I needed to go do this some something else. Yeah. But also 
I like cheating. There's never, there's never an excuse for it. No, because I mean, if the relationship is rotten, then the relationship needs to end. It but needs to end before you go and do anything else. And before it ends, there needs to be some communication to try to yeah. see if that could be fixed in any way. And if it can't be fixed, then you end it and then you go get your fucking jollies. That's what you do. I mean, yeah. yeah. Anything else is um, is wrong. Period. Yeah. Uh, he cheated on her the whole time that he was with her and with me. Wow. And, uh, and um, I felt, at the time, I didn't feel any guilt about it, really. I, I felt like, you know, but also I was I was with some other people, too, during this time. And I was just on a really self-destructive path. I, like, cut my hair, gave myself bangs, and, like, <laughs> that is curly destructive. hair. It looked like, it looked like shit <laughs> for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just like you know, doing drugs, yeah. having fun, yeah. and like just also being really bad to myself, to myself, and to like what I felt was you know like not having any respect for myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it does probably sound like you were just aching to feel stuff while you're grieving yeah to feel something i mean that's all part of the grieving process it sounds like you were just still in it through that whole time and i wanted to feel wanted because you know uh i'm the kind of person that like uh, i i don't know i wanted to feel like not less yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 i I, you know he made me feel like no one else would have wanted me Mm. And that, uh, and it was a really intense, passionate relationship, and and that, and like I wasn't gonna find that again. And I, but I did. I I did find some like really interesting um, animals out there. Good. I hope that oh. you did. I want to, and here's the. Yeah. I'm in a great relationship. Yay! Wonderful. And you're, that's amazing. And you're, did you, so you moved home to the United States of America? Yes, I did. I moved back three years ago, and, um, uh, yeah, um, interesting i mean like he kept he continued to message me after i came back here I bet and he did. even though he was with her and uh she found some emails and stuff and tried to call me and like i told her i was like you know you didn't believe me and yep. it's true and here now you see it and uh and then he ended up breaking up with her and he wanted to get back together with me huh. and um mm-hmm. It was just too late. Yeah. yeah. How glorious was that feeling, though, to be in a in a stronger, healthier spot where you were like, oh, nah, dog, I'm not interested. <laughs> I've moved on <laughs> and moved across uh, you know, the planet. I got to say, it did, it's not glory. It's yeah. still sad because, like, I did really want that relationship to work. Yeah. And, um, and I really did. We did have a really good connection spiritually even though the emotional side was like very turbulent um so it's not glory it's it's more of like a sadness still Mm -hmm. of like um you know now that he has figured out that he's an idiot and stupid it's like 
could it happen? But then, you know, I think to myself, like, I'm in an amazing, badass relationship right, right now. And I don't have to deal with these problems that I dealt with it before. Yeah. And why would I want to, like, give it up for something that I already know and I have I tried to fix multiple times and, it, and it, he never, ever left her. Like, even though he was cheating on her with me, yeah. he never left her still. He never... So why would I want to go back? Yeah, yeah. You know? You, so it's more of, like, a logical feeling. It's like, I need to be logical. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I mean, we've got to wrap up the story, but I, I'm so, I'm so happy that it has a happy ending, that you're in a better place. But I mean, I hope that you, I mean, you're, you're smart and gorgeous and super talented. And I really hope that you realize, uh, even later down the road that like, if he tries, you know, to come crawling back into your life or whatever that I know that you have love in your heart for him and you care about him, but that was a super toxic relationship and that physical violence is never okay. And that, that even seeking that type of passion and that kind of like spiritual connection and that deep love for somebody like the other stuff is not worth that. You can find that with other people. Like I want you. And I did. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. it's I, you can right. have that without being in danger. You yeah. Know? Right. And you know, sometimes you have to go through really, really tough uh, relationships in order to find out what you need. Totally. One hundred percent. It makes you super appreciate when you find the right relationships. Yeah. You then you know for sure that it's right. Yeah. And I, I hope that you yeah. stick to that and you keep that in mind. I mean, I know you're super smart, so who am I to like try to give you any advice? But like. I really hope you keep that in mind and you remind yourself of the bad times and that enough time doesn't go by that you only can remember the good times with that person because the bad times are what is something you don't deserve and you shouldn't be put in that situation again. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got a lot of Never stuff. Again. Yeah. He's got a lot of stuff he's got to fix uh, and a lot of demons he's got to expel and hopefully he can get that shit together before he does bad things to another person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I did what I could, and 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 uh, you did. You, you, you know, get, now it's just time to enjoy what I have, and the, right. the the stability and the calm and the the love that I have now, because it's uh, it's always going to be toxic. Yeah, exactly, together. exactly. Yeah. But you know what? It taught you a lot, and that's a time in your life that made you who you are today. And that's super important, you know, and taught you what you want and yeah. what you aren't going to put up with again. Yeah. Which that's probably taught him what not to do. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, but yeah. I mean, no telling. I mean, he's got a, you, you put in a shit ton of work. It sounds like, and you had the patience of Job to like deal with, you know, what he kept giving you and you kept trying and you kept, you know, kept trying, kept trying. And then he still was making those same mistakes. I mean, he continued on into another relationship and still made those same mistakes. So, you know, you did what you could do and you can walk away going, I did my absolute best, you know? And that's one of those, those moments when we realize, oh, okay, this is a man we cannot change, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. That was so. It really feels good to talk about it. Good. Yeah. I appreciate it. 
No, thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, that was a lot of deep personal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was some deep stuff. And I think it's super important for listeners to hear that because everyone keeps a shiny surface on, you know, in a fancy facade for the internet and their for their friends and family. But, you know, even though this happened across half across the planet, doesn't mean stuff like this doesn't happen here, you know, right next door right where we are. And so there could be listeners who are thinking the same thing, like, Oh, it's okay. I mean, I let it slide or I hit him back. So it's okay. Or I blah, blah, blah. It's never okay. It's It's never never okay. okay. It's not. No. And you didn't deserve that. And anyone in that. Yeah. And for all the ladies that are listening, uh, it's important to grow the courage to stand up for your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Damn straight. Yeah. But you tried. I mean, you gave it your all. You did everything you could do. And at the end of the day, I mean, you have a huge heart and you're such a good person. And I mean, you just... You are too. And you are too, Catherine. Thank Thank you, you. Sophie. Thank you. Sophia. Sophie, is you giving her a new... You giving her a sweet pet name now? Yeah. Well, oh, that's cute. I love Sophie. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. You I don't mean, know about this place. So. I'm sorry. I don't know y'all's deep, you know. I don't, I don't know it. I don't know it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we have some people who learn from this, but also I'm glad you were able to just kind of revisit it and get it off your chest. Uh, Cause we've definitely all been through hell uh, and we've covered it multiple times on this podcast. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's oh gonna, yeah. It's going to be okay. We're survivors, right? That's what we do. That's right. Oh my God. Thank you so much for this. Uh, we love you. We hope nothing but the best. We can't wait for the world to get back to normal so we can see you out and about. Yes. And the circuits and make all the things that we've all talked about together. Uh, Let's, I want to make some films. God willing. Do some stuff. Let's do some badass shit. Let's do some shit, ladies. Badass. Yeah. Let's do some shit. Well, you know, let me know uh, uh, if you need some more stories. And I, uh, I, I, I thank you so much for calling. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. Take care of yourself. We're proud of you, babe. You too. All right, girl. Thank you. Bye. Bye, so <laughs> Bye. Oh man, Damn. dude, that was a heavy one. That's so heavy. But you know what? Um, I mean, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I, 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 I just would say like I, I get the when you go through some when you're like grieving like that, mm-hmm. you are just so. I don't know for everybody, but like I understand like at some points you are just so desperate. To feel? To feel feelings that are not, like, despair yeah. and, like, everything is just falling apart. Yeah. Um, so I feel like you, on top of, you you will excuse a lot of things just to feel something. Oh, my God, yes. Other than utter sadness and darkness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I, I mean... It, what she talked about. So my mom brought something up to me the other day in a conversation and I can't remember, I'll have to get the details of it so we can cite it on the podcast. Uh, so I'll try to remember for the next mini, but, uh, so my mom, it was either a, an article she read or maybe something she listened to or something she watched or whatever. But if some expert talking about how women specifically women will, say that a bad relationship, they'll stay in a bad relationship longer and they're than than men will. Right. Mm -hmm. And they will cite the fact that, um, 
it's okay because the sex is so good. Really? They'll say that, but hear me out. Ready? So this is what this expert was saying is they will, they'll claim that the sex is so good. Okay. But I know this and this and this and this are bad, or he does this or he does that. And I wish he wasn't, he, I wish he wouldn't do these, these things, but the sex is so good, right? Well, this expert said it's because while they're having sex, that's she's finally getting the attention from him and the love from him that she deserves in the relationship. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Mm-hmm. Does it not? I yeah. was literally like, ding, 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 ding. Like, I could think of my own past experiences. Mm-hmm. I could think of other people in my life immediately off the top of my head. I was like, oh my God, that is the most dead on thing I've ever heard. For sure, for sure. Like the the quote unquote like makeup sex is a thing and to the point where like you're so exhausted with this person. Yeah. You're all everything is always uh, drama and da 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 tumultuous and there's like toxic that, that little moment. That tiny moment where yeah. you're coming together and they're making you physically happy and mm-hmm. that you know sets off all your serotonin mm-hmm. and your dopamines and your all your stuff yeah. and your your chemicals are going off and their chemicals are going off and they're you know you're you're becoming one in that moment and then that's the one thing you you connect to and and you can easily forgive and or look over yeah. all the other bullshit but the sex is so good and the thing is so much sense. the truth is is the sex probably isn't that good or even that amazing, and they could probably have that good of sex with any other person. Yeah. But it's the one time in the relationship mm-hmm. when they're getting all of the attention and the love. God, it makes so much right? sense. I mean, it's you I'm comparing it to my own life, but I'm like, I know. Shit. I'm thinking back at so many things. Like she literally, we had that conversation. I'm not kidding. Like three, two or three days ago. Why isn't that a known thing? That Why be, that am be I? A, every woman should hear that. In my mid thirties and hearing that for the first time in my life. Like, why am I hearing that? Cause I'm like, that was like, I was like, Oh my God. That explains most relationships yeah. that I stayed in. And I like most relationships when you're younger. Oh yeah. And you and you're immature and you're like very quick to, to hurt yeah. somebody. It's always like this but the sex is crap wild yeah. and crazy. But I and I even I used to even argue so much when people would go, Yeah, but women women take sex see sex differently than men do. Women get so connected when they have sex with somebody and men don't do that. And I used to argue because my you know, massive feminist side of me takes over and I'm like, that's not true. We can also, which I still believe, like we can also just have sex to have sex and yeah. have sex for fun. And it doesn't have to be for, you know, relationship. Every time yeah. we have sex, it's not like I need to marry you now. Like it, that's not true. But that theory though makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. because women will stay with someone and let shit slide. But if men are with somebody, they can have great sex with them. And if the other dots aren't lining up, they're like, is that what the experts said? That like it's, that's not as common in men. Well, I mean that, that I, I need to hear, I need to reread or see or watch whatever the thing is. My mom, I need to clarify with her. I'm just yeah. talking out of my ass right now based on, you know, her side of yeah. that from the, you know, her retelling me what she heard. So I need to go back and double check that to see what mm-hmm. it says. But 
I mean, that you know you've heard that a million times. Yes. Yeah, but the sex women see sex. Yeah, but women see sex differently than men do. Women oh, get more yeah. connected from sex than men but do. I almost, but I see that as a reason. Why? Well, yeah. But I, I, I would say, just from personal experience, like I would say that I kind of agree with that. Like, I sure. guess in like past relationships, if I heard that he had had sex with somebody, that is like a stab in my heart. Well, I feel like a dude would be like, it's just sex. Yeah, but I think guys get super protective and uh, dominant and territorial or whatever, too. So if they heard mm-hmm. their lady cheated on them or whatever, you know, that they would get super mad about it. And it would feel like a stab in their heart as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that part's a little equal. But I don't know. I mean, it's obviously every situation is different. And then there's also, you know so many other relationships that look totally different and same sex relationships and all that too. I'm sure all of those things happen in those relationships too. So anyway, but just fascinating information that, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a great theory and I think it has a lot of weight and I think it's got some legs to it. It's gotta be out there more. Uh, Right. Yeah. I gotta find that. So we'll, we'll save that for the next mini. I will do some research. I'm going to make myself a note right now that says, look into that. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm super curious, but it one way or the other, I don't even I don't even need to hear where it came from because I'm like, yeah, dude. Yep, that makes makes sense. I mean, yeah, I'm like makes sense for me, makes, makes sense, sense for her, her makes sense makes for her. Sense for me. Yeah. Makes sense for her yeah. and again and again for her and again for her and again for her and again for and this her. entire bachelorette yes, party yes, over here and yeah. uh, all of those girls I cheered with and these forty seven yes. other girls that I know mm-hmm. and yeah. Oh, it's it's literally on the bachelor. Like, yeah, the entire Bachelor yeah, show yeah, yeah. is based around the, those feelings. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a little bit of what Sophia had gone through was a little bit of that. Like, but the sex is so – because she kept saying, oh, I've still got love for this person. And, and I can't judge her for that at all because we've mm-hmm. all been there. Yeah. We've been with the horrible people. But there's that – all it takes is one thing you connect on. Mm-hmm. You get great sex. And she's like, deeply spiritual together. Okay, those two it's things just, do not equal a full relationship where both yeah. are giving equal sides. Yeah. And I, the, the physical violence just is like, well, that cancels out. That just cancels out everything. 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 But if you deal with something like that in a really traumatic, you know, empty place in your life, I can see how you can overlook something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Because you're just – But I also Especially in a country where you're not – it's not your home yeah, country. Yeah, your home country. Yeah, you're dealing with people from different cultures who, who you know, have different standards for how they act and mm-hmm. react. And oh my God, yeah, yeah. that's oof, oof, oof. That's yeah, and it's so much more common though than we act like. I mean, domestic violence is incredibly, unfortunately, mm-hmm. incredibly common. And I think the more people sweep it under the rug or they act like it's a thing of the past, uh, that's just allowing more of it to happen. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not talking about it like it's a real 2020 issue and a modern issue, then we're acting like there aren't women and or men who are suffering from domestic violence. And they are, and it happens all the time and Mm -hmm. people justify it. And then people have kids with those people and that justifies it even more, you know? Yeah. Cause it's even harder to leave. So anyway, that's important. And if anyone, so I I guess I want to, let's close out this episode. And I would just like to say there are so many resources out there uh, for people who have dealt with domestic violence. Uh, I actually hosted um, a workshop uh, back in late 
2019, and it was uh, for um, healing through comedy for domestic violence. And we we invited women in there, and we had people from the Women's Resource Center that's located in Atlanta, uh, and we had them come in, and they were there to talk to women and who you know might be by by drumming up any kind of past experiences might need some you know, counseling, they were there on hand for that. But the women who signed up for it were ready to kind of make light of the the hell, the absolute hell Jesus. they went through. Uh, and it was amazing. I mean, it was the strongest, coolest thing I've ever seen in my life was to watch like these seven or eight women just kind of take control of their own stories and were able to talk about it. Um, and then actually make some jokes out of it. It was, it was crazy, but it, they were... Wow. 20 times stronger than I'll ever be, I guess. <laughs> I was like fascinated. But yeah, there yeah. are resources out there. If anyone is listening and this sounds, you know, too familiar and even if it's you or a friend, I've been through this with one of my best friends. We had another friend of ours uh, actually who was and is a very unfortunately still in um, an abusive, a physically abusive relationship, but she has children with this person. And years ago we had tried to get her out of it. Uh, get her to a safe house and that kind of stuff. And then unfortunately she got back in it and she's back in there again. Um, there's, but there's resources is what I'm trying to say. And it just takes friends and family never giving up. Uh, and it takes the individual who's going through it, you know, just the tenacity to never give up on themselves and wanting better for themselves and getting out. Uh, and so any, any option you have, to find help and seek help. There's a lot of help online. I would highly recommend the women's resource center. And I would highly recommend looking up safe houses. You can just Google safe houses. And most of them are exactly that they are. uh, You don't know where they're located. uh, You don't get the information and you know where they are until you need to find it so that abusers can't find yeah, you know, a ton of sense. people who leave their house and all that. So anyway, if you do need help and if you're curious and you want some access to that, I will absolutely do the research and have myself a list. And if y'all want to reach out to Cheaties to um, find out where you can get that, whether it's, it can be totally anonymous, you can, you can DM us on mm-hmm. Instagram at Cheaties podcast. You can DM us if you would like to talk about that. If you know someone who might be in one of those situations uh, and we can, well, you know what, we'll be there for you to help guide you and yeah. we can use code words and we can do whatever you want to yeah. try to, you can make up an email address too and email us make a Cheaties yep. podcast. Yeah. Make up. Yeah. And yeah, we have a, we have a pot uh, we have an email for our podcast. So it's Cheaties podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So if you want to email us or if, if you don't have access to Instagram and all that, you know, we'll help you out. Uh, we're here for you and uh, we can keep it all anonymous, but Anyway, yeah, this is a deep episode, but mm-hmm. I think it's necessary to have these conversations. Absolutely. For and sure. We'll keep having them. But we love Sophia for telling us the story, and I do not judge her in any way whatsoever uh, because that's just humanity. She's just empathetic, and she's got a big heart, and she, she gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can see his pain, too, which, you know, he just needs to get that help, too. There's help yeah. out there as well for people like that. So. Okay. Anything else? No, thank you. Thank you. For speaking up and, and being a voice for people that you, you we don't know who needs to hear it. There's yeah. probably somebody out there that does. And that's the thing is you don't know. It could be the person who looks the happiest online. Mm-hmm. It could be someone super close to you. It could be someone in your family. It could be you never know. People yeah. do a really damn good job of covering up uh, abuse. For sure. They do. Yeah. 
So unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's way more common than we think it is. And uh, from what I understand, too, from just listening to NPR, like through the shutdown and the pandemic and when money gets low and people are unemployed and people are stuck together in their homes, it's even extra difficult for people who are in domestic violence situations because they're stuck more with those people. Yeah. And it physically, gets, financially. Yeah. And those are the things that drive things like that yeah. is, you know, when money's low, mm-hmm. that makes it worse. So. Yeah. Uh, it's probably, uh, it's, it's breaks my, seriously breaks my heart, but, uh, let's not act like it doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. Keep talking about it. Keep normalizing it. Keep spreading resources and and letting people know they're not alone. They're not alone and we can help them. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, uh, if you, I don't know if we say this in our outro, but if you want to subscribe and rate us, that would really be helpful, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Subscribe and rate us. Follow us all on the internet. I think we've got all that info in our in our new outro. We'll double check to make sure, but it should all be in there. And if not, uh, just find us online, Cheaties Podcast. We Thanks. love you. Toodles. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you've cheated or been cheated on, you've got a cheating story and we want to hear it. So please leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. And you can follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. Follow me, Catherine Blanford, at KBiz9. That's K-B-I-Z-Z-9. Stay stabby. Go ahead. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all you are good for.